0: Hey everyone, this is Brandon and Pete from the Full Nelson Press. Uh, We just wanted to have a message prior to the show just to offer our condolences to the Hubbard family. Uh, John Hubbard, aka Brody Lee Luke Harper, had passed away. We won't really address it in the show at all, but we just wanted to put something ahead of time.
1: RIP to one of the greats. You will be missed. And um, yeah, I was speechless. So
0: John Hubbard, he was, a, he was an amazing wrestler. And from the stories that we saw from Instagram and Twitter over the last 24 hours has just been that he seems to be also an amazing person.
1: Rest in peace, sir. You will truly be missed.
0: Welcome to the Full Nelson Press. My name is Brandon Capatcher. I'm here with my co-host, Peter O'Brien. You can find him on Twitter at MVP360. You can find myself on Twitter at JohnnyJoynY underscore Tango. And you can follow the Full Nelson Press on Twitter at TFMP. Pete, how you doing, bud? I am ready to review 2020. Yep, we're looking back. This is our award show. Dun-dun. I don't know what to call these. They're not the Sammies or the Slammies. And I can't find, like, a good word to use with like the full Nelson Press and award names, so it's just an award show.
1: It's an award show. We are the awards of awards for the awards of yep. everyone who wants to be awarded.
0: Everyone that we award gets a free gift card, a ten dollars off your next Benegins purchase. We'll be mailing those out after the after the episode, I guess.
1: God, watch us! Watch someone be like, "Where is it?"
0: They'll be yeah, like, right. "What Benegins? <laughs>
1: Yeah, good luck
0: finding one. <laughs> we're just going to go over some awards here. I don't know how many of these are anymore, uh, but we're just going to make this just a, a fun little episode of what we thought of 2020 between NXT, AEW, and WWE. First one we're going to go with is Most Improved Wrestler of 2020. Who'd you have, Pete?
1: I put Mr. Kyle O'Reilly.
0: Ooh, okay. Yeah,
1: I like it. Like, he's been in the main event. Like, the dude, he's always been good. Just lately, he's gotten up to that tier of, like, he can main event now. Like, he can have a singles run. I would watch him. Like, yeah,
0: I I dug it. I dug it. Plus, that Balor match with him was just awesome. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and we will be talking about that again. My most approved wrestler, I went with Roman Reigns uh, because generally, like, just... How he's been perceived by the WWE universe has almost flipped. I would say, yeah, I was thinking him,
1: but like he's still really good in the ring, and he's always been a main eventer. This just made him like cooler.
0: But I, I wouldn't say he yeah. like improved. Uh, it's the cool Adani. factor. I think it improved his coolness. Yeah, he's
1: cool. The cool guy, cool yeah. jacket
0: guy. All right. So next is the storyline of the year. I'm gonna go with leading up to the Dark Order's uh, chosen one. Uh, that whole get was, I think, one of the most entertaining parts of uh, of wrestling this year.
1: Yeah, I really like that. Um, I also dug mine was the whole Kenny Omega turning heel and the slow burn they did in AEW. Um, okay, with him and Hangman and him and the Elite and him slowly changing throughout the year, and now he's just that cocky dude who's taking the belt to impact. Like, I love the Kenny Omega heel turn storyline. Loved it.
0: That, that's a good one. Uh, OMG, moment of the year? Would you go with? Oh D? my God,
1: you're gonna hate me for this
0: because we expected if it's Otis winning the the money in the van. Shut event, your I'm face.
1: <laughs> so we expected nothing out of this. Now, granted, we just watched Bray Wyatt get set on fire. Um, <laughs> that was up there. Uh, Rey Mysterio getting thrown off a building. That was up there. Rey Mysterio losing his eye. That was up there. <laughs> but I'm gonna go kind of out of the box. And Pat McAfee doing a flip, like doing his back flip off the top rope and landing oh. on his feet and then doing a flip outside of the ring with someone we expected as another celebrity match of nothing. He put on a show, dude. And I, was, I got done with that match and I was like, oh, my God, like
0: that was decent. Oh, my God. Moment of the year. Okay, I went with Edge returning to the Rumble, but I could see how Pat Mack is, is far up as is that. Yeah,
1: like, because Edge was crazy, too.
0: I guess, right? That
1: was nuts, but it was another celebrity match that left my jaw on the floor of just like, oh my god, like, that was actually good. It wasn't like Snooki sneaking in for a pin. It wasn't like Hugh Jackman just doing one punch. Like, this dude put on a match against Adam Cole, and it was good.
0: Yeah, I went with Edges' Return. If you get a chance, go back and watch uh, just that live reaction of the crowd when his music hits. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. Uh, the 2020 Cringe Award, I went with the uh, the love angle between Lana and Liv Morgan. Whew. So I have Lana, and I've just put all of it.
1: <laughs> and like, is that fair? That's fair. I'll give you that Because <laughs> it wasn't just the Liv Morgan-Lana thing. You also had the Bobby Lashley marriage thing. Which was awkward. And now you right, have. Right, because
0: the, the year starts with divorce, yeah, is how it started. That's
1: so. Wait, can you say Liv Morgan's love angle then? Wasn't that last year?
0: It was technically the last Raw of 2019. Okay. But the angle was through still 2020. in
1: 2020. Okay. I think that's fair. I'll allow it. But I'll also put in there <laughs> Lana going through tables, Lana getting cyber bullied in her going online, Lana losing her sponsorship for TikToks. And now the pouty, I don't get a chance, Lana, and trying to make her into this baby face when she just stood there with her lipstick running. I'm sorry, like, the year of cringe with Lana. Like, they just can't figure it out that you messed up when she was a Russian, you should have left them together. You should have not have tweaked them too much. It's not Lana's fault, like that all this has right? happened to her. She's
0: almost getting more over because of all these tragedies. She
1: just put into this situation, and I'm just like, oh God, get this girl like a chance, or she needs to kind of walk away from WWE and just do <laughs> a social media thing because I think she'd make more money that way.
0: Maybe she just needs to be in a more caring company, like you know, put her in all elite wrestling for a little bit. I would even go impact. Yeah, there you go. She's put in such a hard spot and
1: every time I watch her, I'm supposed to feel something and I don't. And I'm more just like, Ugh.
0: okay. So a uh, feud of the year. What'd you go with Pete?
1: Okay. My feud Moxton Kingston. I was pumped. I really okay. like that feud. Mox and Kingston had this realness to them when they were feuding that I was just like, okay, I'm into this. And I didn't really know who Eddie Kingston was because of this feud made me watch more and more to see what he was going to say. Like, I thought this feud was great.
0: Okay. All right. I went with uh, Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho because the whole thing was just entertaining. It was fun to watch. It's fun TV. It
1: was entertaining and nobody really expected the comedic performance of Orange Cassidy to be like a really good wrestler. Like Especially for the crowd who didn't really know who Orange Cassidy was, which AEW was trying to branch into. You just literally showed everyone why Orange Cassidy is really good in the ring and why he's over with fans, and you could put him in bigger spots and not just be
0: that comedic guy. It was cool to see Chris Jericho recognize that and then utilize that through their entire feud, which is still somewhat off and ongoing because that's how AEW works. It's slow burns Mm -hmm. uh, that just keep coming up back and forth and back and forth. I love it. Uh, so for uh, pay per view of the year, I went with the Royal Rumble. You know,
1: I I was gonna I had the Royal Rumble up there, and I think I, that's the one I'm gonna go with. I also wrote yeah. down
0: War Games because I really liked it. War Games was good too, but just the feel. If you watch it now, because I went back and rewatched the Royal Rumble, just the match, was, there was something in the air that the crowd almost knew that this was gonna be a send off for a while. Because it's just it was just a different flow. Brock Lesnar controlling the Rumble, Keith Lee. This is like the last time that he's like peak before like he starts falling down the fucking ranks of WWE, um, getting them to put over Drew McIntyre and all of it in front of an awesome crowd. Like this is by far, I think, the best pay per view of 2020.
1: And you know, AEW had a lot of really good ones too. Sure, I really like AEW, but this one, like when you think about Edge coming back, you think about Bianca Belair cleaning house. Like I was like, there's a star right there. Yeah, I thought the Rumble was well done. I just wish they didn't have as many matches. It really should just be the Rumble. And I think you'd be fine with having that as an event.
0: It's now that there's a male and a female Rumble, it's kind of turning into that. Yeah. Like, there's only a couple matches that they have, which are typically like title, ma- world title matches. And then it's the Rumbles, yep. which is I, I'm all about now.
1: Am I wrong that Lana, even in that, was cringy and like took someone's spot because someone got hurt?
0: Yep, that's exactly Ugh. what it was. I mean let's not remember let's remember that Charlotte came back at TLC because Lana is fake injured she's not really injured <laughs> so What's up with that? Poor Lana. Uh, Yep. God. Uh, Worst pay-per-view of 2020, I went with Extreme Rules uh, because it had Seth Rollins versus Rey Mysterio in the eye for an eye match. The Swamp Fight match with Bray Wyatt and Braun Strowman. Overall, the whole pay-per-view sucked. Yeah,
1: I had almost every event of WWE except for the Rumble. Because I'm sorry, there has been a lot of crap coming out of wWE's product this year, and you can you can say some of it's a pandemic you can t- but why is why are other companies starting to flourish, and why are people tuning Absolutely. into those?
0: Not only other companies but other wrestling companies are flourishing
1: you're just watching muck get thrown out there. I wanted to say, like, the worst feud of the year is that stupid Rollins Rey Mysterio crap. That was so old. You know what? Since I can't put my finger on which pay-per-view was the worst, I will
0: say that one. I'll agree with you. All right. So we're uh, 2020 match of the year, Pete, what do you got? Who I put there Balor and O'Reilly. Same here. I I don't I, I don't see
1: another match in all companies that had such hard hitting storytelling match like in the ring. Like it was great. Like I'm sorry that match, like I was even watching it, like I was so into that match. I loved it. AEW had a lot of good ones too. You know, there was a lot of really good AEW matches, but hmm. <sighs> Like, I mean, you could have put Young Bucks and, um, you know, Dash and Dawson. Like, that was that up was there. Like, I'm sorry. This match was crazy good.
0: It tore the house down. It had a story to it. It was a great match. Yeah, I think we even called it when we, when we reviewed this episode or reviewed this match that this was going to be match of the year because mm-hmm. it made you forget there wasn't an audience. Yeah. It was an awesome, awesome match. Uh, so, tag team of 2020, Pete, who'd you pick? Lucha Bros lucha bros i went lucha bros i
1: think i don't see a better tag team in the ring than them i think every match they're in is so entertaining they're so good now granted they had their little one-on-one thing too which was also great but yeah which was great i love the i love the lucha bros i think they are the best tag team in all of wrestling
0: I think they're one of the best ones, but I went with a different route of who actually came out more ahead in 2020. And I went with the Hurt Business as the best tag team of 2020. Oh, wow. it's Really fresh in your head, huh? Yeah, like I, I truly think the Hurt Business wasn't even a thought a year from now. It was Bobby Lashley having a feud with Lana. And then there was fucking Cedric Alexander, wasn't even a thought. MVP was just walking around in the back, and now they're one of the top stables. And it was a top stable that wasn't built like the Shield. But still, they're one of the top tag teams right now, and they have three belts under their team right now. They should
1: add a woman's belt, and you know who would be a great addition to the hurt business? Oh, don't. Somebody who is feeling.
0: I'm having 2020
1: fatigue. Golos!
0: To the even on the award show he gets it. i get
1: it in there yep <laughs> she's wallowing doing nothing put her on the her business
0: and make her more serious give me a break it would work all right so mrs 2020 i went with oscar i think she was the workhorse she became women's champ tag champ and money the bank winner all in 2020 she did a ton like she, she was, she
1: was probably their most stable woman on the roster by far. And she was always on TV. You no, know, everyone else was kind of dipping out here and there. Blah blah blah. That was huge. That was huge. Um, you know what? I'm gonna go with curveball. Shida. Oh, okay. Hikaru Shida, I would give for woman of the year. It was close. It was close. It was her, Asuka, and Io. Now I'm looking at my picks, and I'm just like, okay, I see what I did there, but. Try to tell me, like, EO was really great, too. She chucked off the uh, Wargames cage in a trash can. Give it all three. I'm going all three. They're all great. Like, all three of those women carried the divisions while everyone was out.
0: Okay. All right. So, let's hang on. I, I got to write down how many more Bettings gift cards I got to get. All right, Pete, who is your Mr. 2020?
1: My Mr. 2020 is Mr. Drew McIntyre. Drew Mack, Okay. Drew win- wins the Rumble beats lesnar when this pandemic started he's carried the belt for some reason they had him drop it to orton i guess for record
0: reasons yeah just to make him two-time champ i guess
1: now like i was looking at balor because i think balor's on fire i think uh moxley's on fire there's so many people kenny omega is on fire cody rhodes who just announced he's gonna have a baby there is so much going on, but Drew McIntyre for what the state of WWE has been in, I look at every match he's done and all of them
0: have been entertaining and he's been an awesome champion.
1: Mr. Drew McIntyre.
0: I agree. I had a hard time with this one going over either Drew McIntyre or John Moxley because I feel like John Moxley, not only did he be one of the top stars in, in wrestling, but he did it his own way. He did it without a company. You know, where Drew McIntyre's very, like, the WWE is behind this man. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I got to go with Drew McIntyre. Every time we watch a pay-per-view, even when, like, he lost his title for one night, like, he still didn't look weak.
1: Yeah. Now, hopefully they can give him more edge and have him be more cussing and cocky and angry when like someone slaps him. He could walk the line of either angry or
0: like a baby face perfectly. Absolutely. I hate what they're doing with him and Seamus right now where they're like, uh, are you his buddy? Are you not his buddy? Yeah. Just they're both brutes. Yeah, they're They're both both badass dudes. And stop giving Seamus these corny lines. Just let Seamus be a jerk. Even if you put these two against each other, I'd still want them to still be a tag team where they're like, that's what we do. We fight. That's what we love love to do this whole dynamic of but he's my best friend how should I? How am I, I have to turn on him? That doesn't have to work. It's fucking wrestling. It's why you're there. Exactly. Uh, so championship of the year, I went with the AEW World Championship uh, because I felt like there it was constantly being touted around as the championship. Every match that it was that it was in actually had like a caliber to it. It wasn't like something like how years ago they would have like James Ellsworth take on the WWE title. Like you could actually tell that there's a contendership you have to go through. To even touch that title.
1: Yep, I'm with you there. The AEW championship means a ton. I'm glad Mac has it, and I'm glad Roman Reigns has it. But yeah, those belts I don't think carry the weight that AEW's
0: championship belt does. Not only does it have a weight to it, but when you look at that title, you could tell it's a heavy fucking title. Yeah, not like this the flimsy WWE things where they're all the same, they're all identical. I hate it. The 2020 dud of the year, Pete. Who are you going with? Lana. Lana. I,
1: I'm putting Lana up there. I'm sorry. Like I do I'm putting her with the cringe and the dud. Like I was trying to think yeah. of other duds, like such as the feud of Rey Mysterio. That was gonna be up there. Um the big miss of god just randy orton and edge that match was so bad but like when you look at the entire year and what encapsulates a dud it's lana she's not connecting with the crowd as well with with what they want to do with her they're making her out to be just this little tag along person if you want her to be a powerhouse give her a reason to be a powerhouse or have her be a manager of somebody, but don't make it like, oh, she's banging them. Like, have her just be a manager.
0: Right. Because the other thing with this is, too, is it's not like people are frustrated with her ring ability. Like, she is improving. Yeah, she's Slowly getting better. surely, she is getting better. So it's not, it, you can tell her heart's in the business, or she wouldn't be doing some of these backhanded fucking segments on television.
1: But yeah, this, it, she's, I'm sorry, Lana, you're, you're done. <laughs>
0: I want retribution. I, you know,
1: they were right there too. They and were I'm just like that was
0: and killed in 2020. Man, that's how I'm. It, it is a
1: coin flip, but I
0: have yeah. never
1: seen a faction get hyped up the way they did, and right? they just whiffed. The booking of these people need in WWE, you need to stop doing 50-50 booking. Maybe, and I hate to say it, and I don't know if it's copyrighted, but do like what AEW does with a win-loss record because everything matters over there. Like, a win and a loss does matter. Even though wrestling's fake, they have it set up to where, okay, yeah, they
0: actually do deserve a title shot. They're 15-3 and right now. It's the other thing is the dynamic of it all. Like the storyline going on right now is Retribution is that Mustafa Ali wants to have Ricochet join them. Yeah. Why would you want to join them? Their faction is like, if you look at their win the loss record, it's like two to eight. Like what's the reason to join them? (laughs) It's like, we
1: want chaos. And they're going around unplugging coffee machines. So when people go there and drink the coffee, it's cold. And they're
0: like, gross! Retribution! They were taking baseball bats to the AC unit on the roof of the fucking PC center, you know? And we're just like, so? (laughs) Contrast that with the Dark Order, which I've just, I love the Dark Order. I don't take half them seriously. I don't think half the people in Dark Order could be world champions. But they're still actively a threat. On dynamite. If you look at
1: retribution, like in the whole aspect, you had Dominic Divakovich that you've been building up in NXT. Why did you just change him? You have Mia Yim, who is fine, but you changed her. You have these other no namers that no one really cares about. When NXT was infiltrating wwe like they took on everybody and they dominated they destroyed rings they did everything and they didn't get 50 50 booked and didn't run away like they attacked everybody and you had wade barrett who i still say is one of the most underutilized wrestling talents that they've ever had come through retribution is just a mess and you have ali who could
0: be good but i'm sorry retribution oof you guys yeah. whipped hard. It's almost a hurdle that Ali has to go over. Yeah. So, yeah, that's how I'm going with Retribution. Uh, what brand won this year, Pete? AEW. is isn't even yeah, close. Absolutely.
1: Yeah, I mean, maybe close with NXT, but it's AEW. Like, AEW built this machine that's now starting to roll really well with building a new match after someone loses. They just have it going. And you don't see everybody on TV all the time. So it keeps everyone fresh. And they just got pock back at the end of the
0: year. Not only is AEW doing better when it comes to booking matches. There's not a fatigue when it comes to pay-per-views. But they also, it's, it's a wrestling company that is successfully targeting a demographic and kicking ass there, which I think is really cool.
1: Which is probably why USA is a little pissed.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think so. I think they're seeing a show that is on Wednesday nights outperforming on primetime monday a
1: show that's better is the longest episodic show ever
0: what do you think 2020 is going to 2021 is going to do to all three of these brands wwe nxt AEW? i really think AEW is going to continue to be more of a threat every week i think nxt is just going to be what it is nxt is great they don't need to change they also it can it, it easily can turn into a hot mess in nxt when you start taking talent away and i think Now that it is on Wednesday nights on television, it's no longer a performance center place. If you want to turn that into NXT UK, but I think focus on a roster there.
1: I think you're right there. I think NXT is fine. I think they just keep rolling the way they are. And now that you're seeing more WWE superstars come out and say, I'll go back down there. Like, I'd rather go back down there. Or I don't want to go to the main roster. It speaks volumes on what's happening on the main roster that like, why would they? It's kind of like, you know, right now with the college football playoff and how you have your four top teams. And even if you finish undefeated, you don't make the playoff like it's a favoritism thing. And that's the same thing with WWE right now. So, like, why would you ever want to go up there? That's in that's a that's kind of a scary thing for the main roster because they're like, well, that's how we used to get our talent. Now nobody wants to come up. And wrestle
0: with us so now what because the other thing is is wrestling fans only have so much drive to watch so much wrestling
1: 11 hours right now that's the total of everything because
0: i even added impact in there because kenny Omega's going there so that's the thing like it's it's too much confession time 2020 i didn't watch a single fucking smackdown neither Not a single one because i can't by the time i get to friday i've already watched raw I've watched NXT. I've watched AEW. I don't want to watch SmackDown. I don't, I'll read the highlights or watch the highlights on tw- on Twitter.
1: I have a confession as well. I maybe watched 20% of the Raws this year. I maybe watched one SmackDown and I think that's when it just aired. I watch highlights because I don't want my life to be absorbed in wrestling all the time. Like, do Like it's just too much and I enjoy it. I've watched every pay-per-view, which is fine. Like, and I go back and watch, if I see something that's like, you need to see this, it's like, okay, and then I go watch it. But the whole aspect of what's going on, and that's what wrestling fans, I think, are starting to do because they're just,
0: you're, we're fried. With with Raw, I think about uh, over half the Raws I've watched, I've started at, at as soon as Raw has ended, just so I could, all right, backstage segment, what's going on here? Get through this match, what's the ending? backstage segment what's going on here i could skip this this is just what the first 20 minutes of raw was so i could skip through this you know like you can pick and choose i can get three hours of raw down into under 40 minutes that's sad i shouldn't have to watch it like that it it speaks to what wrestling's doing dude if you watch
1: raw live there are commercial breaks that don't need to happen there are so many recaps It's like, if I watch this live, what is the point? I'm just going to see 12 more recaps of it. There's no flow to it. Like AEW is so easy to watch. NXT is easy to watch. Now, NXT has that WWE aspect, so they show a lot of uh, replays too, which I don't like, but it just, it's hard to follow through. So like my big wrestling hope is, I hope they give us a break with pay-per-views because it's too much. It's I don't care if we have NXT AEW and WWE, you do not need two a month. You just don't. And... Start writing people like off TV for a week and then have them come back the next week and build people that way. Because this is, it's too
0: much. Right. The COVID thing can no longer be an excuse because no. we're almost a year into it. We're no longer doing house shows. You know, you're you are no longer letting your talent do uh, Twitch streaming. Yeah. Uh, only in, the, I guess, WWE sense. Like, you can do other things with these wrestlers then. You can utilize them better and put them on television more it does asuka was my woman of the year because she was there every week do that with more wrestlers a lot of these wrestlers are just sitting around in stale water
1: that's the thing is like you have to watch asuka and she was great anyways but like I could have been fine with a week or two without her being there, even though she's the champ.
0: How many matches do we have where multiple championship holders were in a match that wasn't even for the title? Exactly. Stop that.
1: So there's a lot of stuff WWE could tweak to make it better next year, and I really hope they look at that. Because I really think it all strives from one, we're burnt out. As wrestling fans, we're getting burnt out of all of this wrestling because there's too much good. So it's like a double-edged sword, but like, I don't need to see... Top stars every week. I want to see you build other stars, and I want to see it get better that way.
0: Right. Figure out a new way to draw your audience into watching your shows. Yup. Yup. But hey, AEW, you just keep being yeah, you. Yeah. You guys, you guys are fine. Just keep doing yeah. you. Sorry, there's a lot of our awards
1: that went to WWE. It's just because WWE had like a lot more of those. Like, whoa. Yeah. I'm sorry. That Balor O'Reilly match would have fit right in with AEW too.
0: Where we are at right now with AEW is great because we're not at the peak yet. We're we're watching this road continue to go, and I'm I'm just over the moon with it. But hey, man, that is the Full Nelson Press 2020. Uh, If you like our witty banner on sports entertainment, make sure you find the Full Nelson Press. We're on Facebook, YouTube, iTunes, Spotify. Anywhere, any social media site that you're on, search for The Paul Nelson Press and you'll find us. And maybe leave us a review or, or use a thumbs up or give us a whatever, whatever site you're on. Give us the positive thing of that, huh? Yeah, huh? Well, hey, uh, that is it, man. Uh, go watch some wrestling.
1: Yeah, bet. Happy New Year.